Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> My name is Sunidhi. This is Anika. This is Yannick, not Nick. Or um, Nikki. He, As right. you know, Nikki Minaj is brother, so you both mm-hmm. name Nikki. Just like yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I will end your country. As you be the baddie B. <laughs> Barbie things, banging body B. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> That's it for the now jokes for the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is wonderful. Um but today I am debating my will to live. <laughs> <laughs> so today's our first guest episode. <laughs> Woo! What a fucking honor. <laughs> And you know of all people, a f- person I met online. But um Yeah, so today we're going to be actually doing fairy tales. So that's interesting, I guess. I don't know what we have in store since Yannick actually is going to be providing the information today. Oh, wow. No, no, no pressure though, <laughs> no right? Pressure, no, no pressure. No Damn. pressure whatsoever. You'll get great reactions. We promise that. Hits me up yesterday like in the middle of the night to say, "Hey, think of something. Stat." <laughs> <laughs> Great corporation, guys. He's exaggerating, guys. We're yeah, much yeah. we're very very concise and professional. Please message us, please email us. We love to hear. Yes, you you didn't reschedule thrice today either. <laughs> yes. You got confused about the time zone. It's not our fault. It's okay. <laughs> well, in all fairness, we all did. Yeah. yeah. We just didn't care to check, yes. But professionalism. Oh, she also didn't hit me up in the middle of the night. It was 8 p.m. Still though I was tired. 8 p.m. is a very imagine, holy time, yes. Imagine having a good sleep schedule. Imagine. I can't. <laughs> I'm like classes at like for yesterday. some reason we have classes at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Holy fuck, man. I don't know. On Sunday? Yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> She's wow. as odd. Yeah. University is really out here with this teacher that hates me. So it's even more fun. But yeah. That sounds like prime class to stick uh, to skip. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. Why But don't you skip classes? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I feel like shit because then it's like I have nothing going on. What what am I doing skipping classes, you know? Like to sleep? Gross. Even though she doesn't teach anything. Anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> I will start complaining <laughs> about my university and then it'll be very easy to pinpoint which it is. And we don't mm. need that. <laughs> Imagine if she hears this accidentally. Like, not that she will, but just in case, you know. You suck! Oh my god, you're really jeopardizing your grades here. Nice, we love it. Yes. <laughs> Because you know the sad thing is, like, there's so many of them. I don't think they'll be able to understand who's who. Like, who am I referring to here? <laughs> nice, but it could also Maybe go in a way that. Maybe university should just hire better teachers. Yeah, but that's what I get. On on the darker subject, side of know? things, they all could think you're referring to them, so you'd just get like a straight ah, F yes. in each class, each and every class. Great way to have your first year, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. And they're all criminal laws, so they could make your death look like an accident. <laughs> Or she I could kill them and make that. their death look like me. an accident. Exactly. Mm? Could be me. But yes, on with fairy tales. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm talking about all that. Um, oh yeah, uh, let's let's go to a way more fun topic, which is uh, German fairy tales from the like. Oh god, when was it written? Eighteenth century, nineteenth century. Uh, 
Wait, just a quick thing. The book. Are you gonna be speaking to yeah. at any point? I might. I Ladies honestly thought I'd just summarize one. in English. Let's go. <laughs> I thought I'd just summarize in English. If it's short, I can read if it in like German. If it's a specific word, I guess it's fair because, like, I know direct German translations aren't like super super accurate. Uh yeah. Well, if I if I were to translate this on the fly, it, it would just sound awful, especially because it has to rhyme technically. Oh, right, right. So uh, <laughs> a summarization is ideal. Mm-hmm. However, uh, since you brought up the topic of uh, actual German, I feel I have to woo the listeners with Rindfleisch Etikettierungsaufgabenüberwachungsgesetz, <laughs> which is, as you both know, one word. Yes, we've learned. Nice. Oh my god. I always just like love how like we have no response every time we speak in German. We're just quiet. <laughs> just, just speechless. Just, we have nothing. Just blown yeah. away. Then you hear Hindi. Well, I, do, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't have anything to say if you started speaking Indian either. Well, Hindi. What the fuck so, is Indian? Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry, he wanted to have said, said speak in Hindu, and I was like, oh, lovely. <laughs> but it's oh. a common. Oh, shut the fuck up. First off, that was late. That was like twelve p.m. a.m. <laughs> That's late. You have a sleep schedule? <gasps> Shame on you. What I was gonna say, yes. fairy tales from a collection of fairy tales, uh, summarized as black pedagogy. Uh, the title is Der Struvelpeter, which just like basically translates to The Very Unkempt Boy. Nice. And it's a collection of cautionary tales. Ooh, those are always those fun. Those are always, yeah, those are always fun. <laughs> The first one is Die Geschichte vom Bösen Friedrich, the story of the bad Frederick. It goes that Frederick, little boy, is a horrible tyrant who tortures animals, rips the wings of her flies, makes his mom cry, and one day he sees a dog drinking out of a well. And so, as any uh, budding sociopath would do, <laughs> he decides to kick it. And whip it. Because, of course, every little boy has a whip. Uh, What else are they supposed to do with their free time? Cultural differences, yes. We we get that, okay. (laughs) Uh, His maniacal adventures lead him to being bitten by said dog and have his whip stolen. So he ends up at the doctor, has to swallow terribly bitter medicine, and the dog gets to eat his dinner. Which is a sausage and a whole fucking cake. The end. Okay. What what a beautiful story, is it not? So the moral here is don't kick animals, don't be a sociopath. No, the exactly. The moral is don't kick animals or they get your cake. Like you know, that too. Yes. Yeah, fair. If you want your cake, don't hit animals. And the second one has double the amount of animals. Oh. It's called Die gar traurige Geschichte mit dem Feuerzeug, which translates to. The very sad story of the tinderbox. It concerns itself with little Paulinchen, who's a very good girl, quite the opposite of little Frederick. However, she gets left alone at home by her parents, who say, "Whatever you do, do not play with the tinderbox." Oh. So, what does little Paulinchen do? Play with the tinderbox, as one. It's does. like Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a tinderbox. <laughs> Whatever. You take the fun out of everything. Go on. I'm so... Well, that is our nature. 
However, her two cats dutifully warn her not to, because of course the animals can speak. Mm -hmm. This is a, a fable on Aesop's level, but Paulinchen, as a matter of course, ignores her cats, and then she burns to death. Oh wow! Oh, wait, what? <laughs> hey, this, this is so. She plays with the tinderbox, and she burns into a pile of ash. And the last picture that accompanies the fairy tale is her two cats whining over a pile of ashes. Holy fuck! This is so mean, though. Frederick was a horrible child, and like he just got his cake stolen. This poor girl burns to death. <laughs> Who loves that? Yes, because she didn't listen to her parents. Yeah, yeah, it goes. But to be fair, context is key, right? So, what if the parents are just shit? You know, you never know. Well, the parents are never like actually in the fairy tale. That's always the they're fucking just case. That's always the case. The parents are never they're actually absent, there. Maybe. Oh. Exactly. Maybe they're both horrible drunks. Maybe she wanted to escape her mortal Maybe they're college. negligent, and that's why she's like, "All right, I'm fucking bored. I'll I'll touch this. They told me not to. They're being mean to me. Bada bing, bada boom." Oh, so Tanvi inspired, basically. Well, in all fairness, if the parents <laughs> if the parents were negligent, they wouldn't tell her not to play with the tinderbox. So she dies either way. That's the end of the story. I mean, she wouldn't have died if she had just listened, which is the point. Listen to your parents. Dear children. Yes, Tanvi, you hear that? <laughs> Listen to your parents. Listen to us. Yes. <laughs> she will end us. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Now I understand why you're such a ray of sunshine, Yannick. It's just you know all these beautiful fairy tales. I actually grew up with these. My I know. I'm not surprised. Grandparents <laughs> read them to me. Well, oh, also very fun fact. You know when Americans or generally everybody else who only has seen Disney films. Yeah, goes I on and on about how the original Brother Grimm fairy tales are so much darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that massively confuses me or confused me because those are just the versions I knew. Oh, <laughs> they weren't any like deep knowledge. They were just straight up the fairy tales that I got told. Yeah, because for the most part they're taken the, as the cute tales, little, you know, this uh, Disney versions. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, Quite a culture shock to know that even the fairy tales themselves, not just uh, the Disney films, mm-hmm. were just made PG for international release, <laughs> which I find tragic because it, like, oh, what's what's the one called where she has to fit into a slipper? Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, it's Aschenputtel or Aschenbrödel in German, so the name is quite different. Uh, you know, it's just not as fun if the evil stepsisters don't cut their feet in, oh. into pieces in order to get into the slipper and then die. It's just not oh, as satisfying. They die. They die. Uh, yeah, they they die and then they get laughed at by ravens. Mm. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, uh... a, the ones that I know about, like about the, the, I think the Grim fairy tale. I think I don't. I can't remember if it's Grim or Hans Christian, but like it's one of them. Um, but in that one, like, I just remembered this description where it's like, they broke their feet and they did this, they cut their toes, blah, blah, blah. Then they gave the bloodied shoe with pieces of skin and bone to Cinderella and it fit and something like that. And I was like, wow, all for that, huh? So, you know, Disney makes a lot of creative decisions, a lot of creative liberty and uh, kudos for that. 
But does he also does a lot of hating the Jews? So Speaking of uh hating the Jews and oh, racism, the next fairy tale concerns itself with racism. It's called the Geschichte von den Schwarzen Buben. Mm-hmm. Which is translated the story of the black boys. So a poor little black boy just goes on a stroll with his cute little umbrella, but three very mean white boys follow him around, taunt him. They're called Ludwig, Kaspar and Wilhelm. And of course, because that's mean, uh, St. Nicholas comes and dunks them in a giant vat of ink so that they're even blacker. And now they're a parade of four little black boys. (laughs) Wow. Is that it? I feel like the logic is very consistent in the story, and there is definitely not a plot hole in between. Is, is that uh, it? They just Saint get Nick. dunked in uh, <laughs> ink, and that's the end. Yeah, they they get dunked in ink, and then they they have to walk behind the the original black boy because they're also black now. <laughs> I don't think that solves anything. I don't think it, it it gives much of a solution. Like I see the thought process, but at the same time, it's like you try to do something. Don't be um, racist, or you'll become the race you dislike. The race that you hate, which, which like, is <laughs> racist. So that's fine. That's all. Which fun. is exactly. It's a bit counterintuitive. Uh, no, I mean, I feel like the intention is very good for a book from the like nineteenth century. You know, mm, like fair, yeah, fair, don't fair. don't laugh at others for being black, mm. or a giant man will come and you'll dunk be black. You in the pot. <laughs> I think enough a giant man will come to you i think that's enough <laughs> that's that's terrifying enough yeah yeah <laughs> you see like a seven foot massive santa claus looking dude running at oh, you oh no no he's he's not seven foot oh he is like five times bigger than the boys oh like he's he's giant. He he actually oh. towers over them. So he's like thirty feet that tall. That is terrifying. He drops them in would like constitute a small hot tub. Nice. Wow. Yeah, now see in my mind I'm just thinking of this giant building size Santa Claus dipping a bunch of you know, little boys into a boiling pot of like ink. Well it's not boiling, but otherwise you're very correct. Hmm. You know? I hate that you're saying like Sir Nicholas and the first thing my brain goes to is like sixth grade Harry Potter fandoms with like the headless so nearly headless Nick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, the thing is, both of us, we actually don't know a lot about Harry Potter. That's yeah, because we're not fucking nerds. <laughs> that's... <laughs> what were you doing in sixth grade? Did you have a life or something? That's disgusting. <laughs> well, I was actively shunning Harry Potter for being boring. Not like other girls, I see. Okay. <laughs> I am very much not like other girls. I have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Speaking of things to suck on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. The next story is called Die Geschichte vom Daumenlutscher, which translates to the story of the thumbsucker. It is a very, very short story, Did but got his thumb arguably. Off? The most infamous out of the entire book. They got his thumb off. Will you let me talk? No. (laughs) So, little Conrad keeps on sucking his thumb, which is obviously very bad form. You don't do that. That's impolite. Also, unseemly. True, also. But then again, little Conrad is like 
I think like six, seven or so. So yeah, he's it's like beyond the stage of of uh, ruining his teeth by sucking on his thumbs. I think. Oh. Well, then again, one would assume. Are you an orthodox? It's been happening ever since birth. No, no, I'm not. Tragically. Yeah, exactly. I hear they make bank. Anyway, his mother is going out of the house, and he says, Conrad, now don't you suck your thumbs. People guesses as to what happens. He sucks his thumb. You are a genius. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally, the conclusion is... They cut uh, his thumb off. No, not, not they. Very specifically... The mother... A man with a giant pair of scissors comes heck? bolting into his house and cuts his thumb uh, cuts his thumbs off. <laughs> oh my god, he's just gonna start sucking his toes, man. Well, at least he'd be flexible. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's always nice. Agility is important. This is horrible. No, it's just why do you need a giant pair of scissors for that? It's a it's a thumb. It's six year old thumb is smaller than my. It's my hand, probably the size of my thumb. You should have little like. You know, shit, what are they called? Guillotines? Yeah, you should have those, but like thumb size. That'll be more efficient. Guillotine? Yeah. Why? You could. There's actually an old medieval torture instrument called, I think, Daumen Presser, which is just uh, a sort of screws you, you put on the thumbs of the victim. Oh. It's not quite a guillotine, but it's, it's very painful, I imagine. Oh. I just love how this is very similar to how, like, in the first uh, episode that we had the Midnight Games uh, Rituals in one. We literally were focusing on the logistical side of everything (laughs) rather than what was happening. That's what we're doing now. Like, oh yeah, thumb guillotine. He's gonna suck his toes. Like, yeah, definitely. Not the fact that a giant, like, a dude with, like, a giant pair of scissors is walking and cutting off kids' thumbs for sucking them. Yeah, uh, I might, I'm, no, I would feel remiss to add, if I want to add. Uh, the th- the scissors he cuts the thumbs off with are as long as his arms. It's a truly giant pair of scissors. The more I think about it's it, it's a normal. It's a normal human man. The more I think about it, the more I believe the mother hired the guy with the big scissors. Why would he just be like rampaging around in houses with you know child? Does he have like yeah. a sixth sense for like thumb suckers? <laughs> well, no. Actually, his mother threatens him. Well, if then, he were to suck his thumbs, then no wonder he's sucking the his scissor thumb. man comes. You know then she definitely called up the guy like, "Hey, my child sucks no, his he, thumb." No, she explicitly tells him that the man will come and cut his thumbs off as if they were paper. That if he keeps on sucking his thumbs, that just incriminates her more. She has motive. Exactly. She doesn't want her child no, to get thumbs off. That's the thing. <laughs> no, I feel the like that's the villain here. That that's. A straight-up, upfront, honorable thing to do, you know? No, the, the mutilation is- of a child, excluded. You warn him of the consequences completely seriously, and if he chooses to engage in thumbsuckery, <laughs> you gotta follow through. You do. I have respect and... Well, Quick question. Yeah. Do you ever plan on having kids? Just a, just an off-the-topic question. One, and I plan on keeping this book until then. Hmm, okay, cool. Um, just contact, like, sociology experts. I feel like they'd love to study this whole dynamic. But anyways, point being, I feel like people need to understand that although thumb sucking isn't a good thing, there's a reason why people do it. It's, like, supposed to be very comforting, right? 
right? Very similar to like a pacifier. The babies are pacifiers. So like as adults get older, some people still do it in their sleep, right? It's because of like a it's a pacifying thing, right? So the fact that this kid is doing that, that means that like he's just not feeling good, and so the mom's just like threatening him on top of that. Of course, he's gonna suck his thumb. Again, mean. this is like a full criminal case. Yeah, but at some <laughs> point, you have to like be like introduced to normal human society and behave like a actual person. And if you just go around sucking your thumb everywhere, that's just not socially acceptable. Yeah, it's not socially acceptable. But he's a kid. To be well, fair. he's like six, seven. Well, what's your he's point? He's old enough. Imagine you were in the primary school and, and you'd have a weirdo next to you Kid just constantly <laughs> sucking on his thumb. Kids shit their pants in school. Yes, and they get ridiculed because it's not normal and also disgusting. <laughs> no, it's concerning. <laughs> Why are they shitting their pants in school? Because they're little fucking stupid kids. <laughs> Hate kids. Mm, there it is. There it is. I'm... I think we should have like a ding, like a counter for every time he says hate. I feel like that should be, you know. I hate that shocking. idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun like uh, it's a fun drink game in my opinion i yeah. get more amicable the more drunk i get though so I it would like been drunk yet as run out very under, quickly would disagree oh you haven't i've never oh you haven't i've got tipsy i've got okay, tipsy yeah. yes I, tipsiness is the ultimate state of inebriation being drunk isn't that fun. Being tipsy is best. You retain basic motor functions. You're just more cheerful, etc. No, Being just, tipsy no, is. Sanidhi is a oh, sad drunk. So, you know. Yeah, I was yes. sad drunk. Ah, yeah. I, I'd be a sad drunk too if I were from India. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on to uh, Die Geschichte vom Suppenkasper, which is. The story of the, well, soup Kasper. Kasper is a name. It's a very healthy, sturdy, slightly chubby boy who one day refuses to eat his soup. And then the next day, he refuses to eat his soup. And then on the third day, he again refuses to eat his soup. He gets dunked in wow. soup. He gets dunked in soup. And on the fourth day, he refuses to eat his soup. Blasphemous. Wow. Blasphemous. And on the fifth day, he has starved. Oh. Oh my god, what? So that, that, what? I generally thought they dunk him in soup or something. Oh. Nope, That's a little more creative than just being like, well, he He's dies. dead. <laughs> He's Thanks. so dead. Thanks, Yannick. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that repeatedly. Um, But no, I, I, I just, I'm confused now because... Is that the only meal he gets? Oh, is it just like be like you be grateful for the food that you get? Is that? Well, no. The 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 lesson of the story is eat your goddamn soup or like food How in do general. How you eat soup? With a spoon. Are you stupid? So you drink <laughs> soup. You drink soup, or you have soup. You don't eat soup. You don't eat water. You idiot. <laughs> okay. First off, what you're describing is a broth. You indeed do not eat the broth. However, it becomes soup at the point where there is something in the broth. Vegetables, chicken, dumplings. That's a soup. And you can eat that. <laughs> but then the, the, the liquid part of it, you can't eat that. And that's usually what people think of when they refer to as soup. That's maybe uneducated idiots. <laughs> that's 
majority of the wrong. world. <laughs> nice, nice, good, good. If you do not see the way I do, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm ironically, yes. Lovely, lovely. I am correct. I am the apex of human knowledge. <laughs> or should bow. <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> fine. Then I'll tell you another harrowing tale that's even worse in its ending than the one where the girl burns to death. Oh. It's Die Geschichte vom Zappel Philipp. It's the story of the restless Philip. It's Philip who sits at the dinner table with his family. Very nice family, good family. And he's restless. He keeps like balancing his uh, chair on his hind legs, etc., you know, swaying back and forth. And he keeps doing that. And his, his dad warns him, By God, Philip, please stop. Stop being so restless. But then, tragedy strikes, and Philip falls. And he takes the entire tablecloth and the food down with him. Now the family has nothing to eat for the day. End of story. Wow, that is so harrowing. Gave me chills. Is it not? It is tragic. It's funny. (laughs) This like fucking restless ass kid. He's probably just like in a different universe. (laughs) And he just pulls all the like does that magic trick, you know, that that people keep trying to do, but they mess it up. So they just break everything. I mean, do you not have a problem in, like, schools, etc., etc., with, like, kids balancing Fidget their chairs? exist for a reason. As if you never had kids just balancing their chairs. Yeah, but then... And, like, see, rocking back and forth. Just, maybe it's just me, be, me knowing how, how people can be just horrible. Because I've had this happen a few times where I'm rocking my chin and someone just tips it a little back so I fall back and I hit my head. Right? <laughs> Explain to yeah, that's, that, that's the whole... <laughs> point of the story basically like don't rock your chairs you're gonna hurt yourself it's just you know yeah but then you just the, hurt everybody. the cautionary tale aspect is uh you've disappointed your entire family shame on you you're a bad child rocking the chair is just i think the story is just like the peak of it like the end of it i think just the kid being who he is clearly was enough i think it's just semblance of that i don't think rocking the chair should be as bad i don't know silly tale well, I mean, you're not supposed to rock your chair at dinner because that shit can happen. You're not supposed to rock your chair generally. You're just supposed to sit still. That's the whole point. That obviously excludes ADHD kids, but uh, it's an old book. ADHD wasn't a thing. That was just kids being kids. I keep, yeah, exactly. I keep forgetting the time of all these books, of all these tales. So, yeah, my bad, my bad. Should have thought of that. Exactly. It is your bad. And the next one is... Die Geschichte vom Hans Cook in die Luft. I heard Cook. Which translates to the story of Hans who looks in the air or up to the sky. It's a story about little Hans. And whenever he goes and walks, whenever he's outside, he just stares up into the sky, completely in his own world. And he trips over a dog. What what do you think happens when he trips over the dog? He falls onto a stone and dies. Wrong. He just trips over the dog. He falls off a cliff. Okay. No. No. And gets up and continues on his way to school. Don't don't think so negatively. <laughs> and then he goes on his merry way and comes to a canal and he falls in. Okay. Oh. Do you think he drowns? No. I think no he No, he, just... he gets rescued. This is a this is a fairy tale for kids. He's or like a cautionary said, tale. You said everything so you know? low that now <laughs> He he gets he gets fished out by two fishermen. Oh nice. But 
his homework floats away. Oh, okay. So he awesome. And that's the end. Tragic, bro. Come fucking. <laughs> I was, I was genuinely building up to it. Like one offense, huh? Maybe forgivable. Two offenses, mm, a little, you know, debatable. Third offense, he falls off a cliff and hits his head and dies. That's Nothing. exactly where my brain was going. Like he goes, like like his homework or whatever, nope. eyes away, whatever. He starts chasing, then he falls over a cliff or something. I don't know. Nope, his homework just floats away and he doesn't have it for school. But also, at, the, at that time, I don't think he could do much. Yeah, I mean, he. I'm, I'm pretty sure the implication here is that he can't swim, so he had to be rescued. Mm-hmm. Because in the picture, there's literally stairs leading to the canal. <laughs> he falls in, like he falls so in he parallel to them, down so the he doesn't. Stairs. He no, he doesn't tumble down the stairs. He just the stairs are parallel to the edge he falls in of, or in from, and he doesn't think to get there, which is it, it's like two meters away from where he falls in. So he has to be rescued. I think the implication is he can't swim, so he can't get his homework ever. If only he spent the time learning how to swim and started staring at the sky. Sigh. No, the, the, the moral of the story isn't learn to swim. The moral of the story is watch where you walk. <laughs> oh, yeah! Either or. Either or, honestly. If he knew how to swim, he could have got his homework. It would have been a happy ending. Well, one could make the case that the homework would be ruined just by virtue of falling into water. How do you know that he didn't have, like, um, okay, wait, I they don't think they had, like, plastic then. sheets or something. Um, was plastic even a thing back then? Yes. Uh, I- the first plastic was invented in, like, ooh, I think it was somewhere 1890-something, but it was completely unusable. And the first actual usable plastic was like 1911, 20 something. Uh, so around the time Interesting facts with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, that's, I'm He's sorry. Just He's just quiet. He's so just sorry. quiet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet until you apologize. I, I, myself. Apologize. I said I'm sorry. You call on quickly. I know, I know. That's why I'm speaking again. I just imagine. I just imagine you saying just, arms crossed. You sound <laughs> like a like, teacher. Like a what? Like a teacher. Just like yelling like at a KG student. A teacher. I thought I, I heard I heard detour because <laughs> your accent is terrible. Shame on you. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm kidding, God. of course. I'm kidding. Yeah. It's hard to tell. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm very funny. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, on to happier things. The story of Flying Robert. Die Geschichte vom fliegenden Robert. What's happier than just flying? You know, flying is one of mankind's... Oh, like Icarus. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, however, the story goes as follows. There's a terrible storm outside. And Robert goes outside with his umbrella, and then he gets swept away. Don't say the end. Please don't. Please don't say the end. Not not entirely the end. Okay. He gets swept away, <laughs> and no one knows where he ends up. The end. Uh, Fuck off! <laughs> please no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's the end. Is that, this is a joke. <laughs> nope, it's not. He gets swept away, and nobody sees him again. So what? Like, don't open an umbrella in a storm. 
I honestly don't know what the exact <laughs> message of this one is. It's maybe don't go outside uh, in a storm. Uh, like, exercise proper judgment when venturing out in the world. Don't fly away. Common <laughs> <laughs> hobby, people just like flying away. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but it's pretty great. I mean, essentially, it's the better Icarus, because Icarus died because of his hubris. Yeah. And uh, Robert just died because he's a dumb little kid. And I think the <laughs> message is just so much better. I just realized, majority of these tales are kids. Yes, of course. They're, they're to be read to kids. They have to identify with the protagonist. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I'm dense, okay? I think we've established, anybody that's been listening to this, anybody that knows me, I'm bloody dense. That is that's fair. But also, I have to report, we are at the end of the short little stories of the Struttelpeter. Oh, okay. However, this, is, this book is a feat of German practicality. So, of course, it has other wondrous children's stories in it. Okay. Namely, arguably the more famous one, Max und Moritz. It's about two little boys, Max and Moritz, who live in a small little town. They get all, they get up to all sorts of mischief because they're little boys in a small town without internet. So what else is one to do? The story is structured into seven pranks. The first one is enacted upon Widow Bolte, which is just her name. No extra meaning. She has three beautiful hens and one even more beautiful rooster. Max and Moritz, they get together, they take four pieces of bread and tie them together on a cross of string so that each points into a cardinal direction. When the animals see that, of course, they get to them, they're excited, like, let's eat this bread, let's get this bread even. <laughs> let's get this bread, They yes. want to go out there, they want to lay eggs, you know, they're up for the day, but they're stupid animals, so they don't realize there's a string involved. So they choke that down, and then they're bound together. They try running into opposite directions, nothing works, you know? They don't have the coordination because they're stupid animals. So the only thing that remains is for them to fly up. Then the string gets tangled on a branch, and the animals hang themselves. Uh, oh. And then Widow Walter, the next day, goes outside, sees her beautiful animals gruesomely murdered by some nefarious uh, villain decides to cut them down and at least make something of them. Which leads us to the second prank. She has stripped all the chickens. Her little dog is dutifully watching her as she prepares the meat. She roasts them over an open fire and Max and Moritz are up to no good again. They sneak onto the roof of poor Widow Walter and with two fishing lines they steal all the chickens while she's in the cellar getting some sauerkraut, which is fermented, I think, white cabbage. Poor lady. Indeed, a poor lady. Mm. And when she comes back to an empty frying pan and a dog in the kitchen, what's the only assumption she is to draw? The dog ate it? I don't know. The dog ate the chickens. Yeah. So, of course, she beats it, while Max and Moritz are in a field somewhere in a food coma after having eaten two whole chickens each. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Good now, day. for the third prank. 
which is not a bit, uh, Widow Walter. She is absolved of her torment for now. It's on the... God, what's the, what's the name? The tailor, Buck. And he lives in a very nice house across the stream. And the only way to go get across said stream is a flimsy wooden bridge, which Max and Moritz saw into halfway so that if someone were to walk over it, he would fall in. And then they call out to him mockingly. They compare him to a goat because, uh, well, a male goat in German is called Bock and his name is Berg. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the joke play. is there. They're, 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 they're little kids, okay? They don't have to be that imaginative. And, uh, of course, he comes out with a stick to beat them for such insolence. And he falls into the river. And apparently, the, the, that small little river has such a heavy current that it just drags him away. He almost drowns, but he manages to grab two geese by their feet and fly him out of the river. Then he has to go home, dry off his clothes, uh, sit naked on his uh, furnace, and since that doesn't help, his wife uh, brings the hot iron he used to straighten clothes and uses it on his stomach. Oh my For God. whatever reason. Well, we wouldn't want to get poor little Taylor Burke to get hypothermia. Now would we? I'm exactly. <laughs> Gotta warm him up. Not with third degree burns. Oh my God. <laughs> is on their teacher. The teacher Lempel. He always plays the organ at church every Sunday. So while he's out, they sneak into his house and fill his pipe with black powder. So that when he comes home, he blows his face off. Oh god. This is like getting progressively worse. This is like the nine circles yes. of hell, but it's seven this circles like and these are pranked by children. <laughs> yes, they, they are very, very ingenious pranks by very, very evil children. However, we are descending into the valley of tranquility now mm. with a slightly less bad prank. It's the fifth prank on their uncle Fritz. They collect a bunch of cicadas and they release him. I released him into his bed. So he just doesn't get a good night's sleep. Which always okay, sucks, but such, yeah. It's, it's like someone putting a bunch of like tiny rocks in your shoes. It's just inconvenient and annoying. I mean, it's also disgusting, but yeah. yeah. It, it is nowhere near on the level of blowing a man's face off. Yeah. 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 You know, murder is... Anything is better than murder. Oh no, the, the guy survives. He's just disfigured. Oh, mm. uh, that's that's a loophole that they found. <laughs> it's like demon it's also children. Bad. Little demon children. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, they are little demon children. Which the baker, who doesn't even have a name in the story, uh, gets to know in the sixth prank. He opens his bakery. They climb in through the chimney, and they land in a vat of flour. So they're completely covered in flour now. No matter what they're in, you know, they're in the bakery. No one's there, they can do what they want. And they got up to steal some pretzels. That's not too bad. But oh. the chair on which they're standing breaks and they fall into a vat of dough. So now they fall into flour and then into dough. And then the baker comes in oh, they get and he sees alive. them. I don't know. And he rolls them up, <laughs> makes the dough look all nice, and he puts them in the oven and bakes them until they're golden brown. But! Mm -hmm. Another twist comes. They survived, 
and they eat the shell and escape. It's like little demons. These children. are demons. These are yeah, little demon, demon children. children. Yeah. They have survived Baker's oven. Yes, they are demons. However, for the final prank, the ultimate prank, they sneak into the mill and they cut holes into the sacks of grain so that when the miller comes and picks the sacks up, all the grain spills out, which is, of course, hilarious. <laughs> and they watch all that from their hiding place that is in just a pile of loose grain. However, they didn't hide well enough. They've been on a losing streak since yesterday. They, their luck has run out. So the, uh, the miller takes them, puts them in a sack, carries them to the mill, and he mills them. He mills their physical bodies oh my God. into little pellets of Max and Moritz. And then the two geese who rescued the tailor eat their remains. And uh, the, what's it called, epilogue of the entire story is that everyone is glad they're dead. In my mind, these demon children are still alive. Like, you cut them into little pieces, yeah, but each of they, them have, like, a separate consciousness. They've got... They they, they got eaten. Yeah, they're no. Just, they're just done now. No, they, they'd come out in this shit, right? So... <laughs> they, they'd still be alive. As poop. Funnily enough, chaos. <laughs> the little pebbles that they get made into after they've been milled uh, fall out of the mill in the shapes of their bodies. And then they get eaten. Oh, oh. Oh. What do you mean funnily enough? They're demon children, I'm telling you, man. That's a poor taste, honestly. This is just like, For some reason, when, when you said that they became into pellets and all that, I, my brain couldn't process that. Like, I, I'd struggle to understand what you just said. <laughs> so, you take a body yeah. and you run it through a mill that's made for pulverizing grain while they're alive yeah and then the pop that comes out apparently coagulates into little pebbles for whatever reason i assume for you know artistic ease it's artistic license whatever uh and then it gets eaten by carnivorous geese hmm. i don't know why this is like how to I get no into comments. hell 101 <laughs> featuring lil nas x i don't know <laughs> The implication here is that two little children uh, provocatively <laughs> ride down a stripper pole into hell. No, no, they were inspired which by Which arguably him. makes you a bad person to think about such things. No, no, no. Mm. They saw the music video in like 1800s, of course. And they were hmm. just so inspired to go to hell like Lil Nas X did. So they just went ahead on these CDs of pranks. And yeah, that that's all I have to say. <laughs> It's featured by, like, Little Nas X, but doesn't mean it is an exact replica of the music video. There you go. Nice. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know what I said either. Uh, ah, let's okay. just leave it. <laughs> that, however, Little Children, was the entirety of the book. Well, technically, there's a third story, uh, Die Struvelise, which is... Uh, play on Der Struvel Peter. However, I honestly don't know that story very well, so I can't retell it just from looking at the pictures. And it's also, from my memory, not that great. It's just about, like, some girl who doesn't want to look nice, and then, you know, life just punishes her for not being pretty. Oh. Uh, not making an effort to be pretty. 
because she could be, but she doesn't. And I think in the end she learns that being pretty is good, or at least making the effort. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the last picture. Damn. She's a very content little girl after being bullied for, you know, not wanting to conform to society's beauty standards. That's always fun to ch- tell like five-year-old kids. Yeah. You have to look pretty. Yeah, honestly, moral-wise, moral it doesn't hold up as well as yeah. the others. You know, Max and Moritz is just about don't be a shithead and blow your teacher's face <laughs> off. Yeah. And the cautionary tales in the Struvelpeter are just, you know, life lessons. My favorite was, learn. of course, like you should learn how to swim. But... It is not. You should learn how to swim. Do I have to read it to you again? Open interpretation. It's open interpretation here. Um, since you're done with the German fairy tales, I actually found this one that I vaguely remember from my own childhood. My mom didn't tell me this. Like I heard it in school itself. Um, and also the the name is beautiful for this one. It, it's one from India, of course. Um, the name is. The mongoose and the farmer's wife. Of course, the ah. direct translation of the whole thing. Yes, but yeah. Honestly, that sounds somewhat familiar. Really? Like I like I have heard the title before. Like I think. Your no idea of the contents. Tro- trove of like random facts. Honestly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, it it just seems to ring some sort of bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's see if it does. I honestly have no idea what it's about, though. I couldn't tell you. Surprise okay. me. I mean, it'll, it'll be pretty... It's, it seems pretty predictable, honestly. But I'm just gonna read it. Okay. So, once upon a time, there lived a farmer and his wife. And then they had a newborn son. The farmer's wife wanted to have a pet animal to protect the child, which would also be a companion to the child. Right? They debated and decided upon a mongoose, for reasons completely unknown. So they brought a mongoose and started rearing it. A couple of months later, one day the farmer and his wife wanted to go out of the house, leaving the child at home. The farmer thought that the mongoose uh, would take care of the child while they were away, so they left the mongoose and the child at home and went out. Right. So then, the farmer's wife returned, returned earlier, and on returning home, found that the mouth of the mongoose was stained with blood, and she immediately inferred that the mongoose had killed the child. In anger, she threw a box on the mongoose, and the mongoose was hurt badly. Did she he then die? rushed inside. Yeah, the mongoose. I think it died. Yeah. She then rushed inside to see what happened to the child. She was surprised to find a dead snake lying in the room. She could infer that the that the mongoose had saved the child's life by killing the snake. Realizing the mistake, she went uh, she went out of the room only to find the mongoose dead on the floor. She cried out, "Load, load." Loud. Sorry. She cried out loud at her hasty action. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moral of the story. Don't act in haste. Think and then act. We have like the punch but in, a and proper, all. in a proper fairy tale, the child would have died. That's <laughs> yeah, just my take on it. Fair. And the parents wouldn't have existed at all. So Exactly. And there would also have been a wolf. <laughs> in some capacity. Why mongoose? Honestly, mongoose are they, can't they, be domesticated, well, can they? They're very common. Mongoose are snake killers, yeah, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Oh right. They're like like they just fuck up snakes. Yeah, it's like like nobody's sworn business. enemies. M- mongoose versus the snakes. It's great. Mm-hmm. Is it mongoose? Is, I is have the no idea. I've been trying to think. I so. hope it is. Wait, let me check. Of mongoose. 
If it's mongoose, I'm going to cry. Please. The correct plural of mongoose is not mongoose, oh, it's mongooses. mongooses. That is mongooses. terrible. That's such a missed opportunity. Which, I, I mean, swear. I guess it makes uh, etymological sense. I don't believe, like, mongoose and goose are descended from the same word. But still, yeah. you know it would be funny. <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> I was thinking throughout, like, Suniti's story, like, hmm, what would the plural be? How would I refer to this? <laughs> Like there's this question here. It says, "Why does the plural of mongoose? Why is the plural of mongoose not mongoose? That's just sad. Mongoose, whatever. And it's a, the answer is the plural of mongoose is not mongoose because a mongoose is not a kind of goose. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Honestly, that's a sound biological lesson. Yeah, exactly. I think it's fair. I think that's the key. I, I think away. I've taken away more from that than I have from the fairy tale. <laughs> You know, actually, there I, was not nearly enough carnage in that fairy tale for it to carry any sort of yeah. <laughs> important lesson. They're talking about Brothers Grimm, actually, um, there was this fairy tale I found, uh, that, an, like an Icelandic fairy tale called Which Was the Foolish, Foolishest. Okay. But it's like a 10 minute read. Should I go for it? It is. A oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? The Foolish. W- wait. Which was the foolishest? <laughs> so, you're, as in the most foolish? Yeah. Foolishest. It's like, it's yeah, a lesson in bad English, and I presume it has <laughs> like a. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good takeaway, yes. I honestly don't think I have the attention span to listen to a 10 minute fairy tale, though. It's so gonna to be. Read it. Fair enough. Oh! Uh, I assume you've heard of Little Red Riding Hood, right? Of course, yeah. We were actually hoping you were going to talk about Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, same. <laughs> well, that I can do too. I'm just wondering, how does Little Red Riding Hood go? Like, how do you remember the story? Um, she's going to her grandmother's yeah. house to like give some goods because she's sick. Along the way, she sees a wolf. The wolf starts, I think, chasing her or something. Then she... I don't know. No, no, she starts talking to the wolf. And the wolf finds out, uh, she tells the wolf that, hey, I'm going to my grandmother's because she's not doing well. I'm mm-hmm. taking these goods to her. And then the wolf um, is like, okay. Then he takes a shortcut to the grandmother's house because he somehow knows that. Then he dresses up as the grandmother. And I think, I don't know if he eats the grandmother or locks he, her away. It's one or the he, other. He locks away the grandmother. Then he pretends to be, so. you know, the grandmother. But Red Riding Hood recognizes yeah and then my what yeah. big teeth you have grandma yeah, uh, yeah that, that happened. happens for a while yeah, yeah and, and then, then she figures out where the grandmother oh, she is she frees the grandmother and they run away i think that's what i remember it as that's the thing though right i ah, heard both okay. versions where like they're yeah because the german the b- german version goes the setup is the same uh the wolf eats the grandmother oh uh, yeah of course then I don't know if uh, Red Riding Hood escapes or also gets eaten. Uh, however, the conclusion is the huntsman comes, uh, cuts open the wolf, frees oh, the grandmother, yeah, this one. Oh, shit, packs the wolf yeah. full of stones, and throws yeah. him in a well. Oh. I don't know where I've heard this, though. Yeah, I've read this but one I've as well. I think the one that I like we just narrated together was probably... The one we heard when mm. we were five years old, the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Not the throwing away with the pile of stones, but the cutting open part, I think we read when we were in yeah, like primary school. Because <laughs> even, even in India, some of those stories that we've gotten, like, they can be a bit like gruesome, some of them. 
So yeah. uh, not a lot of them. Most though. of them are pretty funny. Have you heard the one with the I think there was a pundit with a donkey on his back or something? <laughs> yeah, it, it's so. it's weird. So. <laughs> so it's just like these funky stories really. Um what's the takeaway in the red riding hood story? Like don't talk to strangers? Like what? Don't I don't understand. Don't talk the... to uh well the Little Red Riding Hood is more of an actual fairy tale than a cautionary tale. Uh, oh, okay. But, uh, like, the the lesson overall is probably also, like, don't talk to strangers, etc. Like, there there is a lesson. Beware of wolves. Yeah. Recognize your yeah. grandmother. For ex- yeah, de- also just beware of wolves, uh. obviously. Same with Hansel and Gretel, like... The, the fucking forest is scary. Don't go into the forest. You're gonna die in the forest. But, like, they didn't go voluntarily. Wasn't it, like, their parents dropped them off because they didn't yeah, want them? Yeah, they, they, they abandoned him. Um, uh, abandoned them there. Sorry. It's still the lesson or, like, the takeaway from don't the story itself. You know, that the, the forest is terrifying. Hansel, Gretel, don't get abandoned. Like, be better children. Make your stepmother like you. <laughs> <laughs> well... They don't get abandoned because the stepmother dislikes them. They get abandoned because the family is starving. Yeah, but like the stepmother was an evil one there. She kept asking the husband to keep throwing them in the woods or whatever. Yeah, true. If if the stepmother had loved them, I guess, then she wouldn't have sacrificed them again. You know, that's also true. Mm. Yeah. The problem is every time someone says Hansel and Gretel, I remember the characters from Shrek. I think Shrek 2. Or Puss in Boots, I don't remember. I, have, I haven't watched any Shrek in so long. Same. It's been yours. It's it's yeah. only in my, like, brain because of all the memes that exist. <laughs> yeah. And the fan fiction. You'd be surprised. The actual uh, first Shrek, I'm pretty sure, like, turned 20. Like, I think don't three or four days ago. Don't do that to me. No way. Really? Yeah. That's terrifying. That is so... Holy moly. <laughs> uh, be right back. I got to die. Release date. <laughs> Oh, well, jamming to all. Oh no, no, uh, it's not entirely twenty years old. It's uh, it's the fifth of July, two thousand and one. Nice. Oh, that's when the first Shrek was released. Before the twin towers fell, they made Shrek, and then the terrorists attacked. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a connection there. I'm sure there's a connection there. There's actually uh, there's actually a uh, a trailer for. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think it's the 2001 one. It could be the 2001, uh, where they demonstrate how it works, etc. And then, <laughs> in the end, the, uh, the guy flies around a bit, and then uh, his wife, who narrates the tutorial with him, goes like, oh, "Careful, John! You almost flew into the World Trade Center." Oh and he my goes, god! <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be fun? Oh That's my it's god. such poor taste. Oh no. <laughs> well. They did it before the World Trade Center was attacked. That's the oh, that's before. the best part. Okay. Yeah, okay. they just they just oh, predicted no. it basically. Oh my that god, that is horrible. Imagine people voicing that later on, seeing the news and being like, "Well, shit, maybe I am a problem." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was insane. That's terrifying. Holy shit! If anything, though, that just lays the groundwork for a conspiracy yeah. that Microsoft collapsed the World Trade Center somehow. How were they? For whatever reason. How were their stocks doing at that time? <laughs> <laughs> figured it out with that, you know. Honestly, that's a, that's a to good help question. my brother out, I did do a bit of, I like, tried learning what stocks is. Still don't know what it is, but I will search Microsoft stock history. <laughs> okay, I don't know. If, uh, would we have the records going back to 2001? 
Maybe. Well, That's recently fair. it's dropped a lot. Oh, they they actually like the stocks actually dropped. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped in 2000 at the millennium because of Y2K, but they didn't see a meteoric rise after 2001. Hey, they weren't doing too bad in like August yeah. 2000. I don't think they had yeah, too but much of the, loss. the conspiracy theory kind of it, it, you know it hinges upon Microsoft <laughs> doing it for some reason <laughs> and their stock not going Microsoft, up kind of yeah and Shrek aligned but it doesn't really go that far down either so you could always work off of that yeah but you don't blow up two buildings <laughs> just to have your stock not fluctuate you know like you can do that by just running the company normally <laughs> See, that, that requires effort. <laughs> that's just for Bill Gates to know and us to find out. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, I wouldn't want to mess with Bill Gates, honestly. He can jump over a chair. Oh, that's talent. <laughs> but can he? <laughs> no, uh, he could. It was like an interview in the like, 90s, I think. And the interviewer was like, is it true you can, you can jump over a chair? And he was like, yeah, I can. And then did oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> I need the links to such that. A, I need such the links. a fucking nerd. I need the no, 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 no. It's the that. same. It's the same energy as like Bella Thorne being like, "Yeah, I can eat an onion." She just proceeds to bite an onion, all hyped up about it. Like, it's not what? much of an impressive. I mean, thing. like, let's how big let's be real. Uh, jumping over a chair, like lean included, standing is pretty impressive. <laughs> I just typed. It's in. just so weird to do an attack interview. <laughs> Yes, I just typed in Bill Gates chair jump, and the first thing I get, Bill Gates jumping over a chair like a gangster. So. <laughs> that's perfect. Please tell me there's some Snoop Dogg playing in the background. I don't know. Oh, and it was like, like 2009 MLG edit. When he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he jumps, ooh, yes. baby, a triple. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay, that is such a geeky thing, because he like... <laughs> curves around it he doesn't go over it properly he just curves a little around it nah bill this ain't it oh damn you're messing with bill gates i mess with everybody you know he's single now you actually might have a chance if you want some mean uh, i i read this fun post about how first like how the queen of england is now single and how bill gates just divorced his wife <laughs> so you know <laughs> there could be a connection there <laughs> Oh, would be insane. <laughs> the internet's a fun place. Yeah. I wonder how rich Melinda Gates is gonna end up, like on the she richest woman alive scale. I would assume right? she. Well, that's how normal it was at work, but you know, billionaires she are normal the people. She's the richest woman now, right? I think so. No, uh, she definitely isn't, because no, no. Jeff Bezos' wife also got divorced, yeah. and that's how she became the richest woman on earth. Like. <laughs> She became the richest woman on earth by marrying a rich man. That's so insane. <laughs> Technically, she married a poor man. He's just yeah. Well, and then he became rich. You know, he just had rich They're man's rich properties. They're all rich in assets, mostly. They don't really have much. You you say that like it doesn't count as real okay, money. Okay, yeah, yeah, but just just say it's. They're still insanely rich, you know. Yeah, everything. She could liquidate like one yeah, percent of her assets liquid. and live forever off of that. That's good for her. Yeah. Good for her, honestly. Yeah. Also, I just realized how much we've detoured. <laughs> well, it isn't really a detour, you know, because we didn't stop and interrupted the fairy tales for the discussion about rich people. The fairy yeah, tales were over, and then it just devolved into rich people. Oh my god, do you remember yeah. Baba Yaga? That was a thing in, like, middle school. <gasps> that sounds school. so familiar. 
I don't remember this story. I just remember that was like Baba Yaga, and everyone kept making fun of the story for some godforsaken reason. Yeah. Uh that's old like Russian Nordic <laughs> thingy. Uh, old woman who rides around in a kettle and like I think eats children. Oh yeah. That's that's the gist of it. Uh yeah, I mean I just searched Baba Yaga. In Slavic folklore, ba- Baba Yaga is a supernatural being who appears as a deformed or ferocious looking old woman. In we Sla- love that. Slavic culture, Baba Yaga lived in a hut usually described as standing on chicken legs. Nice. Baba Yaga may help oh, yeah, hinder those that encounter her or seek her out. Nice. Nice. And she's associated with John. And Mick. I think when she leaves her hut Yeah, because uh they call him Baba Yaga, like the boogeyman. Oh. Because well he fucking kills you. Hey guys. Um, I know you're probably thinking, what could she possibly have to say near the end of the episode in this editor's note? Um, it's actually just to let you know that Yannick and Annika become very, very immersed and busy in talking about Supernatural. And this goes on till basically the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, this is a fair warning. There are a bunch of spoilers. That is all. Toodaloo. I'm going through the Baba Yaga thing and that was like uh, one recommended question saying who killed Baba Yaga and the answer yeah, is Dean that. Winchester the main antagonist of the Supernatural nice. season 15 Aww. episode dragged me away from you oh my god, <laughs> it's just, oh god. Jesus Why? Christ I mean honestly props to the Supernatural writers for like not escalating it like way further in like season what 15? You know, I'm pretty sure they killed God, like, four times by that point. I so, saw like, a just, few seasons, but, like, I... know. So just killing a fairy tale boogeyman, it's, you know, that's pretty ground-level stuff, you know, it's, like, it more back with, to like, roots. They found, like, Cain and something, and then they took the mark of Cain from him, or some shit like that. I was so Yeah, confused. yeah, uh, Dean, Dean gets the mark of Cain so to confused. kill, uh, I think... Why? Must be Lucifer. No, to oh, no. to kill like some arch demon. Some arch demon. That that's why he gets it. But he, uh, but they, like, uh, uh, I just remember there was this one him. demon. He becomes a, becomes a demon oh. himself. No, I just remember there was this yeah, one I demoness think... who used to come on like crossroads, and she used to look really good. I don't remember anything <laughs> beyond that. And I remember there was this angel. What was his name? Castiel. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the main angel. Oh, nice. That helps him. Main angel. The Dean and Castiel ships are just wild. Oh yeah. I fucking I hate actually do the sh- women who who ship uh any any like pop culture characters as gay. It's so weird. See, just because you said that, I'm gonna say that ship is immaculate. Ten out of ten. I don't even remember much of the show, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> the show was until season 5 well until season 6 season 5 was good I barely remember it started off like you know, you know fun they, enough like this guy's girlfriend fi- died and he was traumatized so he went to his brother who's an ass and then both of them just went around the country killing ghosts and demons that was fun why do you yeah, make it uh, about they, like I don't know biblical for god's sakes I have the answer to that because the first 5 seasons were planned like as a concluded story, mm-hmm. and then the show did really well, <laughs> and still does apparently. So 
they had to continue making seasons, but they just made it like a season at a time. And I don't know how the planning for those worked. So they might have just been making it up on the fly mid-season. I'm actually gonna look it up. And that's, that's why it just fucking, it, it gets so convoluted. You know, they had to like up the ante of killing that oh yellow-eyed my... demon thingy. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Yellow-eyed demon and, like, guy. The, I remember. Yeah. Crowley also helped, I'm pretty sure right? the, like the... No, Crowley uh, was the demon. I don't know. No, Crowley wasn't a demon. Oh, then who was the demon? Like, not the yellow demon. Uh, the yellow demon was Osmodius, I think. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the last, in the season finale of season five, they, like, stopped the apocalypse and that's it, you know? Oh, th- did they? No, that but, was in season five. Yeah. Was that, like, season eight or something? <sighs> I don't know. Let's, let's actually Google. Yeah, I don't know. Season 15, episode one, Supernatural, Comic Con, panel. That's always fun. <laughs> Bruh. Oh my god, then their dad died at one point. I don't remember when, but their dad <laughs> died. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember this. Shit. Wow, there's so many episodes. There's so many things going on here. Oh my god, and in like one of the later seasons, there was this demon child or angel angel child. I don't remember his name. His name was like very wide. Jack or something. Jack. Uh, Jack, nice. Yeah, it's Jack. <laughs> really wide name and he was doing some stuff and then they were gonna kill him and yeah then i'd never really paid attention eh. and yeah no they they stopped the apocalypse oh. in season five by like uh trapping lucifer in the cage again and dean oh sam sacrifices him no sam oh. sacrifices himself by jumping into the cage while he's possessed or something oh my god uh then didn't dean have and that's children? that that was the planned ending you know like we're done. Terrible ending. Very sad, but, you know, apocalypse avoided. Uh-huh. And then they showed it really well, and they started, like, just bringing people back from the dead, like, every three seasons. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Which they then made, like, the defining character trait of the Winchesters. You know, they always sacrifice each other for uh, the other like... one, but, like, shut up! You know, just survive for once. It just sounds like Idiots. vampire deities now. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, they had to top the apocalypse <laughs> with the next, like, season finale, so that's why it escalated so much. With, like, angels falling out of the sky and them finding a fucking bunker full of, like, mystic knowledge and making that their home base. It, just, it, it gets so it weird, so you know? It so weird, like, yeah. It started off fun, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, and like the Nephilim, etc. Like it, it, why? Why? It, yeah, it went from, like, just cool monster shit mainly <laughs> to like sli- to like slightly biblical in the season 5 finale or like overtly biblical obviously it's, uh, it, it's, it's the apocalypse fine, yeah. you know the rapture and then then they just got so stuck on the uh on the biblical train technically like all like i'm pretty sure the the gist was of the show like all gods exist just because people believe in them etc or was that American gods? I have no idea. Anyways, gods get more or less powerful the more things believe in them. So basically, like Peter Pan and like Tinkerbell, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. kinda. But God, the the Christian God, just they they he still made the earth, so he was still there. And then the other things just appeared somehow. It gets so weird, you know. They they focus so much on the Christian God and shit. I I don't know. that all the other mythology they shoehorn in. I, I remember that was It has to be explained one. away somehow, because, like, mm-hmm. if God exists, like, the actual God, uh, then all those other things are kind of 
antithetical to his existence because they're not him. That's so, weird. There's this so half of them is just, you know, I think Michael, that like trickster angel who's Loki, etc. And it's, it's so weird. Wasn't you know, there one episode where they, they wrote themselves into so many corners? With like corners. the Christian god. Oh, not, why am I saying Christian shit? Or uh, the Egyptian god who is like weighing hearts. What is his name? Uh, uh, no idea. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. I think that guy. They had one episode where they were measuring, like, how heavy hearts are. It, it got really weird. Uh, anyways, if you want to watch a, bib- like, a biblical show and you don't want to watch 15 seasons, you can just watch Good Omens or something. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. well, Good Omens was kind of fun. It's fun, yeah. Very fucking, uh, very fucking British, though. Although the, the show is way less British than the book. I mean, the show is set in America, like, half of the time. It, it was still a fun watch, and it's, like, what, 10 episodes or something? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, it definitely was a fun watch. So, um, okay, wait, back to the fairy tales for a second. I had, like, one last question. Uh-huh. Do you think water is wet? You see, see I can actually see, very definitively...